It's with the help of folks like yourself that Derek Greer Ministries can bring God's life-changing and impactful gospel to over 100,000 people around the world each week. Please consider partnering with Derek Greer Ministries to help spread God's message even further via radio, television, and the internet. Getting started is easy. Go to DerekGreer.com. That's DerekGreer.com. And select the green Donate button at the top right of the screen. Thank you and God bless. Tomorrow can be bigger. Just grow, let the world overflow. Live a life bigger than yourself. You're created for greatness. Live a life bigger than yourself. Hello. This is the Live Big Broadcast with Derek Greer. Today we will hear a classic message from our archives that we believe will be a blessing to you and give you principles to live big in Christ. Let's join Bishop Greer for this classic teaching as we continue our previous broadcast. And here's the deal. If Jesus could turn water into wine, he could turn my fears into faith. Here's what I know. Everyone who runs toward God makes it. So what I had to do in that season is not stop worrying, stop being anxious. It was shut up. You know what I'm saying? It was, you know what, Lord, I'm going to stay a little bit longer in this book. You know, I might be a half hour late to, to the office. It, it might mean, you know, if I wake up and I started waking up in the night, I'd open up my Bible and the devil hated that. He put me right back to sleep, you know, because if he knew what I was going to do, you hear what I'm, or I put on a little, my iPad, I put on Bible and I just listened to scriptures till I fell back to sleep. It's amazing. I started just sleeping right through the night because, you know, so, but... <laughs> Here's the deal. Don't make it a pride thing. Well, I'm a Christian. I'm happy. Stop it. That's weird. That's weird. That's weird. (laughs) I mean, the fruit of our Christianity is happiness. And we'll have moments, man. You'll have moments. That's just life. And that's that's real. But just don't stay in those moments. Again, don't build a a house where God wants us to, to pitch a tent. It says, but in what? Everything. You see, there, there are no areas of our lives that, that are too small for God to be concerned with or about. In fact, it's the small things that make up the big things. Anyway, but in every worrisome, vexing, infuriating thing by prayer. See, this is why I pray so much. It's not to be religious. It's because I'm contending with a real devil. I'm dealing with my own flesh. How many of y'all had a flesh in here too? Okay. I'm living in this upside down world. And prayer has become the most important conversation I have in a day. Without it, I'm, I'm like Samson without his hair. I'm, I'm like Moses without his staff. I'm, I'm like Joshua without his sword, like Elijah without his mantle. I'm like the Hulk without anger. When I don't have these conversations, and we, we make prayer such a duty and a religious thing, and we put a clock. But it's amazing when I have that heart-to-heart with him, how I walk away being okay. And, 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 and I, I can't quite explain it. For those of us who have not experienced it, you, you won't quite get it. He's not just saying, don't be anxious. He's not just saying, stop that as much as do that. And when you do that, 
that diminishes. Do you understand? So in your life, you may have real issues that, ca- that are causing anxiety. And I'm not saying pretend they're not so. You, you may have things that, that you know, are really worrisome. And God is not saying don't do that as much as do this. And that will begin to shrink, okay? So it is a commandment, but understand, don't start living under the law where it's like, well, I'm, I gotta be happy. <laughs> I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian. No. What you do is you begin to, 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 to go to God and say, you know what? I got problems so serious. I, I'm not going to be able to maybe make that dinner with y'all. I'm not going to be able to maybe even watch that. Lord, I got to turn to my face to the wall. Lord, I got to seek you. I got to hear from you because that's the only way I'm going to be okay. And in fact, some of these horrible times in our lives, though the devil wants to use it to destroy you, but God wants to use it to draw you closer. And, when, you know, a year and a half ago, you know, I, you know I've read through the Bible. I, I know my Bible verses, preached a lot of sermons, thousands, if not tens of thousands of people have been saved. But still, my humanity was getting the best of me. And you'll never get to a place where you don't need God. So what I had to do is say, you know what, I'm just going to have to get closer. And if that means three hours a day, Lord, I'm going to be three hours in your word. That means getting up at four o'clock in the morning before I go to work. Lord, I'm going to get in your word so I could be okay. Do, do you follow what I'm saying? So, yes, do not worry. Stop worrying. Stop being anxious. But... You do that through giving yourself uh, uh, to the Lord and, and really making prayer uh, a vital part of your life. It says, in everything by what? So for me a year and a half ago, that everything included some serious stuff. I'm not sure exactly what everything for you means, but it does include everything. In everything by what? Prayer. We tend to use prayer as a, as, as a last resort, but it's really a first line of defense, and, and we have to stay ahead of this thing. Here is, is where a lot of folks get derailed on the subject of, 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 of prayer. And the challenge is prayer is not always an emotional experience. In fact, some conversations with the Lord are quite annoying. I don't want to admit what I have to admit. Uh, I, I, I want to avoid the issue at times. And um, sometimes I don't feel good about what I'm saying. I don't feel good about my faith level. And uh, I, I know it. And, 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 but God's saying, hey, this is relationship. And, and your faith comes out of relationship with me. So, so, man, when you got stuff running through your head and, and things not adding up right and, and, and you're feeling stuff, if there's anyone you should talk to, it ought to be me. God's saying that. And, and, and here's the deal, deal, deal with prayer. You're not always going to feel it. You're not always going to like it. Because prayer is primarily about believing it. Do you understand? That's really what God's after, is your trust. I've said this before, but how would you like to have a child that's no longer, you know, when you're three years old, that might be okay. But a child, let's say, you know, he's 22 years old. And that child doesn't believe you love them unless they could touch you unless they feel you. Imagine all day long, they just, you got to hug them and feel them and just, oh, you're okay. I'm with you. I love you. What does that say about the maturity of the child? There are seasons where we need to be hugged. I don't care how old you are. There are moments that a hug is appropriate. 
But to be of the mindset, God, you only love me if I feel it. You've not grown and you're still a babe. So in prayer, it's not just about feeling it. It's about believing it and knowing it. And I often had nights where I felt nothing. And by the time I woke up, I felt sleepier than before I went to bed. And the days felt horrible, but it's amazing that as I pressed in past my feelings, kept having a conversation, kept getting the word in my ear, kept, kept getting the word before my eyes, it's amazing how that thing began to turn and I was able to stand up under it. And amazingly, in that situation, every time the, the contractor would come to me with a report, they'd be like, you must not have heard what I said. And they started saying things like, I don't think, I don't, I don't think you understand what we're telling you. I don't think you're really fully engaged here. No, I'm engaged, but my hope comes from somewhere else. My strength comes from someone else and I'm not going to flip out. I'm, I'm not going to go off on you. I'm not, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to dishonor the name by which, you know, I'm, I'm called, God called me by his name. I'm not going to dishonor that name by acting like a fool. And they, they, they begin to say, well, I, I just, I, I just don't, don't think you're, you're fully embracing the situation. No, I fully embrace God in the middle of my situation. And in the midst of it, by the way, I'm still alive. I'm still here. And, and more than a year has passed. All right. And and by the way, my resting heartbeat is back down to sometimes 64, 63, okay? Uh, but you got to work through those seasons, and you got to press through. He said, be anxious for nothing, but everything by prayer and supplication, what? Let your requests be made known to God. Now, we covered this at, at length some, some, some time ago, but what I want you to see here and you, you can only do this in English. Paul already commanded us to what? Rejoice. And the prefix in front of the joyce is what? Re. So he's not saying, though it, it is somewhat implied, he, he's not saying, you know, always be joyful. He's saying always rejoice. It's not always the same thing. When we start to lose our joy, we have to replug in, rejoice in the Lord. So we have a level of joy. Stuff happens. And, and you know, stuff gets piled on our joy. And our joy sometimes feels about an inch high. And in those moments, we have to refuel or rejoice in the Lord. We have to be reminded of his goodness. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, so when you're dealing with joylessness and don't be condemned, begin to re-evaluate your situation. Begin to re-look at what God says about where you are and rejoice in the Lord. So again, it was, it was, it's a constant. What was happening with me, my, my days were so draining, I had to keep getting these refillings. A car is not broken because it needs some gas. It's just been on a journey. And when you're on a journey dealing with real miles and real opposition, real passengers in the back seat, you got to refill in order to get to where you're going. So, though people wanted to condemn me and get on my, you know, whatever, I, I I remember I pulled into a gas station. And I just got off the phone and I had this look on my face 
And I ran into a member, he's like, Bishop, oh my gosh, you look like the world's it's almost like nan 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 nan. I was like, dude, 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 we're on the same team. And, 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 and you didn't catch me. I, the, 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 we ain't in this like competition. You don't know what's on the other end of that phone. Takes me a minute like it would. Matter of fact, I don't think you could handle the call I just had. But I was at a gas station. And it was just poetic justice. I mean, it's just, you know, it was a metaphor. Just like I needed to fill my car, God was like, boy, don't get on your case. And, you know, you, do wanna, you don't want to ever represent the Lord wrong, but, boy, don't get on your case. Just like you got to refuel that automobile, rejoice in the Lord. So I get in my car and say, thank you, Jesus. You're still a good God. You're still on the throne. You still got this. And, and, and I still love you, Lord. You are still faithful. I can't figure it out, but you figure it out. I will trust you. I will love you. I will worship you. And you hear what I'm saying? Everything by prayer, petition, with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known. Verse 7. We're almost there. And the peace of God. He began with joy, but now he's talking about what? Peace. Two huge words, peace and God. How many of those are big words? But it's the little preposition in the middle that's most important here. He's not talking about human peace, but the peace of God. God, meaning God's own what? Peace. Peace does not mean troubles are absent. It just means God's present. He will be with you in trouble. He said, in the peace of God, which passes everything you can figure out, all understanding. And what he was saying is, hey, if, if you just turn to me and bring it to me and keep bringing it to me until it's off your back onto to my son's cross, I'll give you the peace that just won't make sense to others. They, they won't understand why you are sleeping again. They won't understand why you're eating again. They, they won't, won't get why, why you and your wife aren't fighting. They, they won't get why you're not going off on people. Now, a lot of us say, Lord, I'll have peace when you explain it all to me. And I have it all figured out. How many of y'all like that? I know I'm sometimes like that. But you see, the peace God gives is, it doesn't matter whether we can figure it out or not. He's got it all figured out. He's got it all worked out. And that's what I kind of had to do. I said, Lord, I can't fix this. Lord, I don't understand this. I know how much I invested. I know all that happened. Lord, I stayed on top of every detail that I could stay on top of. But Lord... I will trust you. So I, I, as much as it's up to me, Lord, I'm going to keep the pressure coming. I'm going to keep throwing it off. The pressure coming. I'm going to keep throwing. What happens, though, sometimes when you're trying to walk this, 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 this journey and this life of faith, when pressure comes, you feel condemned. No, that, that's not the spirit of the book. The spirit of the book is pressure comes. Okay, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Okay, I, I, I have God living on the inside of me, but I'm a human being, and we have human moments even while divinity lives on the inside of us. And, and, and you got to, you know, um, the word joy actually in the Greek comes from the word grace, and this will be a revelation to you. People that don't show grace are not happy. If you can't show grace to yourself, if you can't show grace to the people in your life, 
you are going to be a miserable, consuming person always. Y'all need to do this. How come you didn't do this? I'm so mad at myself. That will be your life. You do not show grace. Joy comes out of grace. And what's amazing is if I was Jesus, knowing all I knew, I could not have a happy day. But Jesus had so much grace, though he was dealing with some of the worst people, looking in the face of people that would kill him, betray him, and the rest, there was such grace in his heart that he could still smile. The Bible said at at that Last Supper, they sung a hymn. So he was singing songs on the day they were going to kill him. There's a graciousness. And when we lose our graciousness, we lose our joy. Stay with me. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, and we talked about this a little while ago, will guard our what? Hearts. Literally keep your heart in a strong place. How many of y'all want your heart kept in a strong place? I mean, it's like behind a safe, man, where no one can get in and, and, and pick the lock. You see, peace happens when, 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 when anxieties are removed, but joy happens when we stop sweating the small stuff. And, 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 and when I hold on to God and I hold on to my joy and my peace, it, it creates a, a triple braided cord that the Bible says not easily broken. But I want to end tonight with a benediction. And, and I know I, I didn't smoothly go through all the pieces, but I think you're capturing, hopefully, uh, what I'm trying to get across tonight. Romans 15 and 13. Paul says by the Holy Spirit, now may the God of hope. Not just a God who has some hope, but a God whose total makeup is hope. He's the God of hope. You see, as humans, we're trying to keep hope alive, but hope is how God lives. That's his very nature. Now may the God of what? Hope. What is hope? It's, it's, it's the ability to see uh, uh, there's light despite the darkness. Hope realizes, and that's why, you see, when Adam sinned, if I was God, I would have flipped out. But, but God, God knows some things. Ho- hope is knowing that there, there will never be a night so dark that we won't be able to see the next morning sunrise. And it's amazing, no matter how dark the night is, the sun still comes up. And hope recognizing God's cycle and God's plan. Yeah, it's, it's for a moment, but the sun will rise. You can come back and, and, and listen. See, see, some people think, they say, Bishop, you're just trying to be so positive. Bishop, you're trying to be motivational. No, I worship the God of hope. Do you understand? When I'm mixed up and confused, God doesn't just put a spin on it. He puts hope on it, and he shows me a way out of no way, and, and he, he starts messing with my mind and, and showing me his perspective. It's like, boy, I got this, and it's amazing. That's why he's never frowning. If I was God on the throne in heaven, I'd be weeping. But God keeps his food down. God is not upset. God keeps the crown on his head. He's busy being God and, and he's watching this thing because he's the God of hope. He knows the end from the beginning and, and on the inside, he knows in the end, it's going to work out. So if we are hearing from a God of hope, if we have a relationship 
with a God that is hope. Shouldn't we have hope? Now, the issue is we put our hope in people. The Bible says the hope that God gives will not disappoint us. The issue is people disappoint us. God's hope will not disappoint. So every time I'm disappointed, it's because I put my hope in something that it wasn't God. That's important. So when I'm feeling disappointed, I'm not getting mad at God. I'm saying, Lord, I must have put my hope in the wrong places. Maybe I lean to my own understanding, which the Bible said don't do. I had to figure it out in my mind the way it was going to happen. Or I started leaning too much on people. But, but if it's God's hope, it will not disappoint you. God is a God of hope. So when I feel hopeless, I know the devil's in my ear. When I feel hopeless, I know the world is in my ear. But when I feel hopeless, I know that I'm just looking through my eyes and my ears, but I'm not really listening to God in my heart. We will all have moments we feel hopeless. It's part of living. But David said, you know, why are you downcast, O oh my soul? Hope thou in God. He started talking to himself. He said, boy, get your hope off the people around. Hope in God. And sometimes that's all you have. And matter of fact, when you're down to just God, you're not down to a bad place. You're about to learn some good things and you're about to see God come through. He said, now may the God of hope, watch this, fill you with all joy. Do you know this is God's will for us? And peace in believing. As you go through this upcoming week, I want you to do something. And it's going to be a challenge because spiritually, the enemy never wants you to get this revelation. This upcoming week, do not allow your joy or your peace to be tied to anything that happens, but what you choose to believe when stuff happens. I don't know if y'all caught me. Now may the God of hope, not good circumstances, fill you with joy and peace, what? In believing. So if we believe in bad circumstances, we can have hope and peace. So the reason for sometimes my sorrow is a lack of faith. But if I'd really believe, and here's the deal, this way Satan, yeah, yeah, you're you're unbelievable. Stop that. That Wrong spirit. Great grace and truth through Jesus Christ. you, You get to a place, I don't say, well, Lord, I'm a great man of faith. Look at me. That's wrong. He says he's given every man the measure of faith. Faith is a gift. So I'm like, Lord, faith comes from you. So I'm going to stay into your, in your faith until it starts showing up in me. So I have moments, stuff, I hear a report, and I'm like, where is my faith? I don't know. But Lord, I look to you from whence my faith comes. It's not because I am independently some man of faith. It's because God has faith and he's put his faith in me. You hear what I'm saying? And my faith comes out of relationship with him. But when we start getting legalistic about these good things and act like it's in our own strength, 
that I have faith in my own strength. I have joy in my own strength. I'm just a happy person. I'm better than you because I'm happier than you. That, that's when we get into trouble. My joy comes from the Lord. My peace comes from the Lord. My hope comes from the Lord. And when those things start to, to shrink, I know I need to get back into his presence, back into his face, and push just a little bit harder. Now may the God of hope, again, this is the benediction of, of Romans, fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may what? Abound. God wants us to thrive. God wants us to flourish and go boom. In hope, watch this, by your own willpower, by your own imagination, by your own strength, by the power of the Holy Spirit. Is there anyone here today that would like the Holy Spirit's help? If that's you, give him a hallelujah. You've been listening to a classic message from Derek Greer. It is our sincere prayer that you are blessed and empowered to live a life bigger than yourself today. If you want to know more about becoming a Christian or want to rededicate your life to Christ, Bishop Greer wants to walk you through a step-by-step guide. It's the most important decision you'll ever make. Visit gracechurchva.org salvation to find out more. We invite you to worship with us online each Sunday on our YouTube channel at Grace Church VA TV. And while you're there, remember to subscribe and hit the notification bell to get all of our latest content. That's all for today. Until next time, live big. Are you a Christian leader, entrepreneur, or lifelong learner seeking to unlock your leadership potential? Dr. Derek Greer's Renaissance Leadership Network provides you with biblical principles and practical life lessons from top leaders, influencers, and experts across the world. It's time to remove limitations and start seeing world-class measurable results in your ministry, business, or otherwise. Go to rlnleadership.com and register for our next free monthly leadership session. That's rlnleadership.com.